Oh, I was about to say, um, by February, I plan to drop the EP. And then later in the year, I'm not sure how later, um, an album, a full album. So that's in the works as well. I never stop writing. I have so many songs that I've wrote and I'm trying to just complete beats for and get people to add touches to for recordings and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's an ongoing cycle. But yeah, we have the EP and then we have the album next year as well. And we just living in our purpose out here in these streets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Aspiring Polymath. I am here finally, finally, yeah. finally with Yosha O'Shea. Hello, guys. Residence musician, um, soon to be producer, mystic, life guru, and everything else in between. <laughs> Exactly, all of that good stuff. Uh, please introduce yourself, Kyosha. Um, I am Kyosha O'Shea, and I am a singer, songwriter, and I'm also teaching myself how to produce currently. So I'm all of those good things in one. And yeah, I'm here to get to the details with you guys on the podcast. Surprised you're not a yogurt teacher yet. Do you fit the... I know. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have the vibe for it. Sometimes I get on live and I do a little yoga or stretching for everybody. Oh, so you do you do, do yoga? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not surprised to hear that. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be talking about Kyocha's musical career specifically. And uh, maybe we can go over your uh, mystical insights. and all. I mean, we could kind of mix and match. We can do a little bit of both, but um, primarily music is what we'll be talking about. Okay, so um, tell us, how did you first get into music? So uh, I think just from a child, I always gravitated to music because I love to dance. Um, and I danced at church. I danced in school all the way throughout wherever I could because where I grew up, and at the time I was growing up, my parents didn't have a lot of money. So in school, they would have like little classes and stuff. And every chance that I could get to dance and to be a part of choir or to do that for free, I was a part of it. I don't know exactly where I get that from. I would say that my mom actually used to rap when she was in high school. Really? Mm-hmm. She used okay. to rap in high school. Then she started dancing when she um when she wait, made it to church. She praised dance. Then my dad um also played drums and did a little bit of beat production as well. So I said in the beginning, I don't know where I got it from, but when I think yeah, you clearly you were lying. <laughs> you were clearly lying through your when teeth. When I think about it, it comes from somewhere. So. 
Next thing you know, you tell me your granddad was a jazz musician. <laughs> you don't know where you got it from. No, I wish that was one too. But my grandmother, she used to always play a lot of um, old school music around the house. So I'm very influenced by a lot of soul music and old school vibes as well. Yeah, you definitely you get definitely have that thing going. Mm-hmm. The old school vibe going. Yeah. Who who would you say is your primary influence for getting into music though? Like who who inspires you the most? Doesn't have to be like a relative, maybe a musician that you like. Yeah. So writing, I really owe a lot to um, Eric Black for. Oh, I was gonna guess Lauren Hill. <laughs> and <laughs> actually, I owe a lot to Erica Badu is my girl though in my head. She's like my best friend. <laughs> but I owe a lot to Erica Badu, Lauren Hill, um, for the writing. I think that I listen to their lyrics and their voices, and I, I think to myself that I want to write music like that. These days I hear things on the radio and stuff by different new R&B or soul artists. And I'm like, wow, how things have changed, but still they're incorporating so much through their writing. As far as um, entertainment wise, I think that Beyonce does a great job entertaining. I know, I know, <laughs> I know that. I know that people, because I'm not going to lie, I am one of those people who just be like, oh, my goodness. But I cannot fault somebody for being or cannot take away the fact that yeah. she is an amazing entertainer. That's her, one thing you can't take from her. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> cannot take that away from her that she's an amazing entertainer. She Her voice control when she dances on stage and moves around and interchanges the crowd is phenomenal, impeccable. Yeah her losing breath you don't see her missing a step up there just a machine and i hope to get to that point one day reach that so i want my writing to stay as authentic and true to myself as erica and lauren hills and have that feel of true soul and and meaningfulness but i also want to be able to perform at such a high caliber level as beyonce does yeah it's something you said in there really like struck a chord like it was perfect like a machine mm-hmm. like Beyonce is an amazing entertainer she's an amazing performer but the reason why I mean I recognize like she is one of the greats like I recognize that I, w- I would never argue against that but personally I don't like her music yeah and the, re- the reason why is exactly what you said they're like a machine Her she, like she sounds really good great vocals everything but it just doesn't feel I don't feel the soul in her music I just Mm -hmm. don't I don't know why like as opposed to like like Rihanna could roll out of bed and sing and I would feel the emotion in the singing you know like I don't know that's just me anyways I think um it has to do with the type of songs that she chooses to put because she has some songs throughout I've listened to Beyonce so I, I think that I am speaking from a a point of just knowing a bit, but I've listened to her albums and I think she has some songs in there that gives you that, the feeling, but I don't think that she, the songs that come out are very for the radio. They're very like 
for the people who just want something now. And and I do agree. It does give you that very much um, safe feeling. Nothing feels too, it doesn't feel too connected. Sometimes I know I'm on this thing, we're going to get a lot of, somebody is going to hate me. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I'm choosing my words very carefully. Yeah. yeah I'm hoping. I know. Look, we we may we may not be able to air that part because one day I might be famous. They're gonna find this and cancel me. <laughs> this might be the first time I've said this in public. Usually I don't say this in public because I'm I'm not ready to start World War Three. But yeah, like, I don't think it's really the type of songs. Like she has a couple songs that are supposed to be emotional, but I, it still doesn't come through to me. Like a song like Irreplaceable, for instance. Like it's supposed to be um well for people that are not sure what song that is, it's the one to the left, to the left, everything in the box to the left. That song. I had to go Google it real quick. God, I forgot the name. But yeah, like the song is supposed to be an emotional song. I mean, she sings it well, she hits all the right notes at the right time, perfection, like a machine, like you said. But I just don't feel the emotion still. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's my own bias. Maybe I'm willing to accept no, that. But but I'll just say there's a song, there's a few songs that, but there's one song um, where she said, well, I care. I know you don't care too much, but I still care. And she's singing that, that song and that song actually has a lot of feeling. I don't know if you've heard that song before. Mm. but she's Maybe I don't know that one. Her soul without wind. And I, she, like I said, she has some songs that, that can be gripping and, and can have the emotion with them. But a lot of them are very um, just safe. And I think that's why people yeah. probably don't ever think that Beyonce does any wrong because everything is okay. Everything is, yeah. is good, you know. Everything just comes out, and it's like, okay, okay, yeah, okay, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I'll forgive a musician for not even having like the best vocals if I can hear the soul in their music. Like somebody like Passenger. Passenger is one of my favorite musicians, mm-hmm. but whenever people hear me listening listening to his music or hear his music in my car or something, they're like. Um, Okay, what is what is this? <laughs> I mean, I like his voice, but a lot of people don't consider that kind of voice like yeah, a really good voice. To me, he's like he's like I don't know, like my uncle at the family reunion playing at playing on his guitar and singing folk music. That's what he sounds like to me, and I like that kind of music because it's soulful for me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people these days don't really go that route. But anyways, we're getting sidetracked with Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> We've been on Beyonce for almost four minutes now. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens from what repercussions we get from that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how would you describe the music that you typically create? Like what? What is your when you when you when you think to write music or Mm. just think about what it should sound like right what's what comes to mind for you um i don't really know how to describe the sound i'm gonna try though um but i think that when i write it's always from a place of truth and a place of honesty and a place of how i feel where i've been it's always really about me i don't really 
take too much from other people's experiences. So you get a really personal look and ear at where I'm at or how I feel or where I was. And I think when I discuss my sound, that's what I think of. It's just a very personal journey. Um, it's it's soulful. It's truthful. It's gripping in a way with the lyrics. I don't necessarily consider myself the most technical vocalist that there is, but you feel yeah. the rawness and the truth in the things that I write. Um, so yeah, I think that when it comes to my sound, I'll just say that it's super authentic and it's it it resonates. And that's what I really want to do. I I want to connect with when people hear my music, I just want them to feel touched or feel like I've connected to their story and their life by telling mine. Yeah, authentic is the operative word there, I would say. What's your uh, what's your creative process like? Like you you, do you do you decide okay I want to write a song today and then you have a list of things that you do or is it more spontaneous you're out hanging out and something comes to you or, or yeah that work? it's totally spontaneous I could see I could be scrolling on Instagram which this happens to me sometimes I'm scrolling on Instagram and somebody's caption may say something that I really like or that triggers a thought or I might hear somebody say something around my house or even just think to myself about something and I'll just pick up my phone, go to my voice memos and I just start singing stuff, laying like freestyling, singing, singing. And I'll leave that for a few days maybe. And I'll come back to it and expand on writing it. Like I just get the the groundwork down from what I've heard, what I felt inspired by or what caught my my attention right then and there. It doesn't matter where I'm at, really. I could be at a friend's house. I can be walking down the street, literally wherever that moment of inspiration comes, whenever it comes, I have to record it like right then and there just so I could keep that thought. I could keep that sentence, that phrase that made sense in my head to expand upon. And then I go from there and write. Cool, cool. I've always wondered about how that works exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, my mom got me this um, electric keyboard. I think I was like, must have been like seven at the time. And obviously I didn't know how to, well, not obviously, some kids know how to play, but I didn't know how to play a keyboard. Mm-hmm. I had learned how to play, play a recorder, but not a keyboard. So I basically... I knew a couple songs in the recorder. So what I would do is I'd just press enough keys till I figure out how to play the song mm-hmm. on the keyboard. And then I would write down the keys. And that's what I just kept doing. And it was fun for a while until I decided, okay, now I want to make something. Yeah. And I was stuck. I didn't know what to do exactly to <laughs> actually create a song. That was just a, like my first little run-in with music. And I think that was one of the things that made me start to lose interest a little bit because I realized that I would need, I'd probably, well, my eight-year-old brain wasn't really thinking that far ahead. But now in hindsight, I realized that I probably would have needed or some kind of instruction to continue to learn how to write or learn how to make my own music or something like that. Mm-hmm. So to this day, I, I don't know how to read sheet music to this day, even though I took music in school, learned about briefs and semi-briefs. All that weird stuff. I mean, it's school. The school in Nigeria is weird. It's different. It's weird. Like we learned about different musical notes and quaves. What is it? 
it quaver or quaver or something i know one of them was like a quarter note and a half note whole note yeah so i learned all that jargon and everything but i never actually learned how to properly read sheet music yeah yeah like even now when i learn songs on my guitar i'm just basically learning what chords to play and what sequence to play them i should i should probably set time aside to actually learn to read sheet music but yeah but if you have the talent to do it by ear then that's good too i know that it it, it feels like a really strong thing to know how to do like to want to know how to do like read sheet music and stuff and it's a really good skill to have i remember i used to um know how to read sheet music really well it's a really good skill to have but if you know how to do by ear that's so amazing because i actually wish that i knew how to play piano by ear i could only play piano by sheet music Hmm. well I I don't want to give the impression that I'm kind of some kind of musical savant. <laughs> so most of the time, it's like I was it was just trial and error. That's how I figured out how to yeah. play those songs. It's not like I would just hear it and be like, okay, this is how I played. Yeah, it was mostly okay. trial and error. Yeah, it, I'll learn it by trial and error, and then it would become muscle memory, and I'd be able to play it. Yeah. But the disadvantage with that is like you have to spend like an hour. Well, maybe not an hour. It depends on how long the song is. But you have to spend a significant amount of time with every single song to basically add it to your tool bag instead of... Or unless somebody has, like, the notes up there for you, but not necessarily in sheet music form, just in, like, um, alphabets, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, that was that was fun for me. My mom basically tried everything. Like, she would... She, would, she, would, she bought me a keyboard. She bought me, like, toy golf sets. She bought me, like, tennis rackets, soccer. She tried everything to get me to any and everything. It's mm-hmm. to swimming classes, computer classes, all kinds, all kinds of stuff, basically. Wow. Must be so nice. My, my life is lit- littered with all these things that I've tried over the years. Yeah. But anyways, um, who, what position would you like to collaborate with? Like if you could pick any musician in the world. Okay, we can just exclude Erica Badu because you already said that. Erica Badu and Lauren Hill, we can just exclude those two. What other musicians would you like to collaborate with if you can pick any? I definitely would love to collaborate with my friends who make music. I would love to collaborate with, I have a few friends out in Tennessee actually who make music. So um, Ro Marquez, who's a, an amazing um, rapper, as well as my friend Namir Blade, who raps as well. He does amazing. They're phenomenal. And um, yeah, because I don't know what, what star outside of... I'm not really a starstruck person either. So that really? kind of stuff doesn't really just phase me. It's like, I would love to work with these people, but I want to work with my friends first and foremost. So... Yeah. Okay. There's this uh, guy. Um, Black I don't know if you know him. as well. To shout out to him, we have some stuff that we're trying to work on, but it's me. I'm the problem. Okay. It's about time, Kiyota. <laughs> Organize your board already. <laughs> but yeah, there's this uh, guy. He's a rapper. Uh, Toby. You ever heard of him? Oh yeah. Yeah, he has some really interesting music. I feel like that would fit your style a little bit. That's the first person that came to mind, actually, a little bit. Oh, yeah, out of Houston. Say again? 
the Toby out of Houston. The guy with, um, the hair tall with yeah, his wife. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he lived in Houston or not. But yeah, that's him. Yeah. His music seems very soulful. I feel like it would fit your fit your vibe. Yeah. If you can name one more artist who you think like would be super dope for me to collab with, like celebrity wise, who would you say? Um, I was thinking J. Cole, but now that I think about it, not maybe not really. I think it's the dreads that are that are messing with me. <laughs> I think I'm just thinking my my brain is just thinking J. Cole because you have the I don't know what those are, those full locks or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have the locks and what are they? Twists. Yeah, yeah. They, it's kind of reminding me of J. Cole. I think that's why my mind went there. But maybe I don't know, maybe a Kendrick kind of person. Yeah. They also have this artist. Her name is Mareba. I'm not really sure how to say her name for sure, if it's Mareba or Mariba, but she is phenomenal, and I would love to work with her and write with her. Her writing is great, and she's like celebrity status as well. So. I'll have to get a list of artists from you or something. I like to find... You would love wanna... her music. I think you would love it. Yeah, I don't want to say alternative. That might be a little bit offensive, but I like to find artists that are not like mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, those are usually the kind of artists I love most. Yeah, I think you'll yeah. like it. Okay, okay. Um, say you could go on a show with an artist. I mean, this kind of plays into the last question, I guess. What artist would you like to go on a show with? To go on a show with? I would love to go on a show with... Beyonce because <laughs> I want to see the work ethic I want to see how how structured it really is I want to see what level of um perfection that it really takes the level of dedication I want to go through the practices and everything so Beyonce for sure the level of dedication that's there is I'm sure supreme and then also I would love to go on a show with Probably, hmm. I would say Kendrick Lamar as well. Maybe if they did like a whole um, top dog show with all of the top dog roster from Kendrick Lamar to um, Reason to Isaiah Rashad, SZA, all of them. I would like to see how all of them work as a collective as well and see how the crowds react to them and how they put on their shows individually. So if they did a whole TDE show, I would definitely be there and love to experience that. Cool, cool. So by the way, where do you fall on the J. Cole versus Kendrick Lamar discussion? (laughs) I think um, they are both great. Uh, of I, course. I like both of them. I think they provide... Don't sit on the fence, Yosha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not trying, I'm not asking you to say, like, who's better. Like, who do you... Prefer? Yeah, no. I, I'm just saying, like, they, they just provide something different for me on, on the scale. But I really probably resonate with how creative... Kendrick Lamar gets in his songs to me. Like for one song that I really love is, I think it's called I or either you, but he's saying 
loving you is complicated. Loving you is complicated. He has like these songs where you feel like you're watching a movie and you feel like you're going through the song with this good visual. You're hearing the footsteps, you're hearing the gunshots, you're hearing the door close when you when you actually hear the song. You're hearing the glass break. So you're feeling like you're watching the movie in some of these songs that he puts out and you get that whole experience. So I really like that. And that's I, why I would F with Kendrick like hard. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm more of a J. Cole person myself. I'm sure you guessed already. Um, I respect Kendrick's music, but I think I connect better with J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, for a similar reason to what you mentioned. Because when I listen to his music, usually it's like, it's like a story. Mm-hmm. And usually it's a very relatable story too. Like he's... Okay. he's okay, let, let me pick a song, for example. Like a song like... Wet dreams, for example. I knew you were. I knew. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like a story, and you're going through this story, and every guy is like, "Yep, yep." Because that's the yeah, I remember that song though. Literally, what? I, I said that's the perfect storytelling song. He told the story so great, and I knew you were going to say that one. I just knew it. <laughs> that's not the first one that came to mind, actually. But what oh. is another good example? Another one that um, I'm sure a lot of people resonate with is "Lost Ones." Mm-hmm. That that one is really like real to it. Wet dreams is kind of like playful a little bit, like yeah. you know, there's a playful little tune to it. I ain't never did this before, you know. Yeah. But lost ones is more like real. It's yeah, especially if you've been in that situation before. It's like mm-hmm. it's real. You feel it. It brings back. It's like PTSD whenever I listen to that song. Yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> but yes, it definitely brings back some memories. But yeah, that's what I like about his music. Like you can always connect with it. It's yeah. It's real. It's deep. You know, a I, lot of people don't like it. A lot of sometimes people just. I mean, he does have songs that are more frivolous, for lack lack of a better word. Like there's some of his other songs, like. Uh, power trip for instance are more like they're not really he's not really trying to be extra deep or anything it's just putting out good music that's a song i would love for life power trip a song i would love for life i went to a day called concert one time it was the best concert that i've probably ever been to but i just want to interject that really quickly okay okay bops i really like j call even uh with the was it called KOD Kids on Drugs? The uh, and then he also had Forest Hill Drive that album, really really great makes bops. So I really yeah there, there are a bunch of songs on Born Center that I really liked too. Oh my gosh, that's that's yeah. an album that I cannot will not ever forget. One of my favorite songs on that album is Chaining Day. The baseline, everything. I'm sorry, I'm getting us way distracted, but no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> my favorite song on that album, funny enough, is "Is She Is She Gonna Pop." That's my favorite Ooh. song on that album. It's just, it's just so catchy. Like I, I used to that thing was on repeat on my phone mm. for the longest time. Born Sinner, that is that album. It is that album. Yeah, don't let don't. Don't say that outside. Don't say that in public, though. 
a lot of people are infatuated with uh, Forest Hill Drive. I, <laughs> I, literally I, you over that. I always stood by that. Born Center is that album. Yeah, that was, that was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what what is your what's your favorite song to perform? Um, <laughs> I haven't performed any song. Oh, like you're saying, like as far as karaoke style or my own music, like to sing anything, like your music, karaoke, performing. At, like if somebody called you today, like, hey, Kiosha, uh, we have an opening at this venue in two days. We need you to perform a song. What song do you pick? Um, for a venue, I mean, if I'm going there to just karaoke or whatever, cover something, any Erica Badu song. I hate to keep saying it, but I love to keep saying it. <laughs> I'm going to have to ban, ban Erica Badu for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true that, but uh, out of my songs right now, I have this song uh, called Phase One. And I also have, and Phase One is about, um, me basically pleading for forgiveness for from whom I love and just basically um telling them have some patience with me I'm trying like I'm trying yeah. and it's really beautifully wrote shout out to the writer Kyosho Shea um okay <laughs> I think I heard of her it's really beautifully <laughs> wrote so that's that's one that I even want to get out soon, but that, and then also a more upbeat one, it's called, um, I don't think I've named it yet, but it goes, he want to see me with the lights on. He want to know who I really am. And it's this house, Afro house type of situation going on. Uh, super heavy bop, but it's, it's so catchy and it's so fun. It's a dance record. Like, love it. like it. What about uh, phase one? Is it is it complete? It's complete. Both songs are complete. Um, as far as completed with recording and everything, no. Writing-wise, yes. Um, okay. Haven't got it out to record just yet. Can you give us a little something on that one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a little something like what you just did with the other one. Okay, so it goes, please, baby. Have some patience with me. I'm going to go up a little bit. Because I'm trying. I'm trying. I know that I done did some things to make you go quiet. But it's too silent. Then the phone okay. is like, hello, are you still there? Are you still there? Okay, okay. I need to hear that one when it's, it's done. It's, it's it sounds like it's more like uh, it's more like a relationship type thing instead of just like loved ones as in family and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a relationship type of tune, so okay, okay. I'm really looking forward to that one. It, it's fire, actually. It may have not sounded fire just now because I had to switch the key because I Whoa. Like, oh. <laughs> but it's fire. You know what I just pictured? I just pictured that scene like you just described, like going through that and then midway through the song, Black Boy John comes in, does a rap verse, 
Mm-hmm. And then we'll go back to the 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 chorus. That that would actually be maybe you get maybe a remix. You should do that with a remix. Yeah. Maybe we definitely have we we're working on a song called You Know the Vibes. Well, he already wrote his verse for it and the song is already wrote on my end too. It's called You Know the Vibes and it's giving just some Afrobeat vibes. Okay. okay. It's super fun too. But definitely like we can definitely do a um remix for phase one too, because Yeah, you guys need to get these Get these songs out there. Mm-hmm. Tired of listening to the same five musicians. <laughs> right over <again. laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's some good stuff. Good stuff. I just want to uh, shout out Black Boy John, too. He recently put out his uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. EP, Black Friday. And Holiday is such a smash. Such a smash. Holiday is uh, pretty nice, too. Like, that's mm-hmm. like... Uh, it's a happy day. I'm going out driving. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say it's a sunny day because that's like the cliche, but for me, sunny days are not very happy. So <laughs> <laughs> I like rainy days. So that's that's my happy day. It's a rainy day. Oh man. Out, it's rainy or overcast, and I'm going outside. And that's like <laughs> tune to pop. And you can hear the funny thing is too, it, it took me a while to like notice it was like I mean, I, I always noticed it, but I didn't register it. Like one day I was just playing the song and I saw, oh, feature features Faji. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, really? Where? And then I was like, oh, wow, that's that's him in the background singing. I didn't, like, I haven't heard him sing. So I, didn't, I didn't notice it at first. But like, oh, that's him in the background. That's another shout out to him because he bodied what he, he did, what he came to do as well on that track. Yeah. Yeah. But my favorite on the EP, though, is Tears for Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Slash okay. Africa. I never noticed the slash Africa before, but I, I know there's some part of the song where, like, when he's done here, he gets the the Africa part. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even know. I didn't even notice that was in the name before. That's also yeah, that's, my second fave as well. I let him know that holiday in that song are my top two. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know who uh, Immortal Technique is. He's not. He's kind of mainstream, but also not really mainstream. But uh, most people I come across don't know who he is. But when I heard that song, it was really, really reminded me of some of his songs. Um, he he tells he sings his songs kind of like a story, a story style too, kind of like J Cole, but the furthest thing from J Cole you can think of. Mm-hmm. Like they're really deep, and it's like a story kind of thing. Actually, he's he's closer to Kendrick than J Cole, I would say. Mm-hmm. And that the vibe of that song does definitely. Reminded me of his music. You should check out his music. Um, my favorite album of his is um, what is that album called again? Jesus, uh, Revolutionary. I think it's called Revolutionary. Yeah, but yeah, definitely reminded me of his music. And you should definitely go check out uh, Black Friday by Blackboard John. Um, the name of the album is actually. <laughs> There's a lot of wordplay in that. I mean, I think it was it was released on a Friday, on right? Black Friday by Black Boy John, released on Black Friday, and uh, which also happened to be his, his birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that is fire. Somebody, somebody was having a laugh when they came up with that idea, but right. yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Um. Okay, my next question for you is. Thus far, what has been your biggest musical challenge? My biggest musical challenge thus far 
is has been just trying to bring the vision to life. It's been hard finding the right people, finding the necessary tools, acquiring the right skills to be able to even pr- produce my own music and take it further for myself. Um, so I think as far as that, it's, it's probably just been trying to bring it to life, trying to put it out for you guys. That's been the most difficult thing thus far. But okay. you know, we're, we're, we're knowing that everything's going to pan out and it's going to make sense. And then it'll be all be in divine timing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So uh, when are you uh, having your EP listening party? So I'll know when to schedule the balloons and all the decorations. <laughs> wow. And everything. Let's let's put let's put it on the calendar. <laughs> so I um plan on uh, dropping an EP at the top of next year. So not the very top, like January first or in January, but it'll be in February sometime. So I'll let you know ahead of time. Okay. I'll let you okay. know ahead of time. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I'm gonna need those okay. balloons, the cake, everything. I'm gonna hold you to this now. <laughs> yes. Just let me know as long as I, I finally get that Kyosha. Do you know how long I've been waiting for your music? I know. You know, people hit me up in my DMs all the time and they're like, um, is there like people who follow me recently and and new followers, they always hit me up and they're like, is there somewhere I could find your music? And I'm always just dreading telling them, no, <laughs> not yet. It's coming. Don't worry. They'll be back. They'll be back. They'll be back. They're, they're waiting. Trust me. They come back and they're like, "Any? how's it going? You working on the music? I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, I'm definitely one of those people. I've been waiting for. I've been waiting on your music for a long time. I, I didn't realize how long it was until just now. Like, Yeah, trust me. My friends too. But I promise y'all when it comes, it's going to be worth the wait because y'all going to be like, damn, I've I almost cussed. Sorry. Y'all gonna be like, man, I messed You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> y'all y'all would definitely love it. I'm I'm sure of it. So I'm telling you, at the beginning of the year, I'm at the start of the year, it'll be out. And we'll have a listening party for sure, because this is definitely a celebration to a long time coming. So Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, now to another section. Who are your top five favorite artists of all time? Excluding Erica Badu and Lauren Hill. <laughs> okay. Um, this is actually a hard question for me because I don't think that I have that many favorite artists. I think I have artists that I can tell you that I listen to right now that I really appreciate, but I don't have any artists that I'm like, wow, forever these people are just up there because it's really? changing. I'm serious. That's a hard. I feel question. like some people have to be up there. I mean, come on, like you have to put Michael Jackson. No, he's actually what? not. In my- I'm, like I mean, like just forget about all the other stuff. Just music, right? Yeah, now. no, no. Musically, he's not in my. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about somebody like? Who else would I even pick? Like I don't know. Like okay. Who would you put in the in the top five? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> in my top five, I would probably 
put um as far as artists who I appreciate today, because I can't give you a real solid top five. I should okay. I should have thought about this more, but as an artist who I appreciate today musically as writers, as musician, all all around, I would say Anderson Pock is one. I would say that um, I appreciate a lot of uh, her. Her writing is very diff- uh, very beautiful. Her, I would also say that I appreciate Roddy Rich. I like him a lot. Okay, okay, like okay. Finally somebody I know. I like Roddy Rich. I like I like, I like his writing. I like the type of beats he decides to hop on. I like how he uses his voice and tries to sing and does all of that. It's great. Um tells a story too. It tells a story, which I I do appreciate. Yeah. And I think um, Lil Sims, a UK rapper, she's from the UK, and um, I love her as well. She's she's solid all the way through. Everything I've ever heard from her is solid. And then one more person who I would put up there in the top five of artists that I'm listening to and loving these days. Um, Kid Cudi forever. Kid Cudi. Okay. Cool, cool. He's the, um, there's one song he did that I really liked. I can't remember. I think it was used in a movie or something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. He's great. He just recently dropped an album two days ago or so. A couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really listen to his music like that, but that one song. I don't know. I don't I don't think it was Pursuit of Happiness. No. I can't remember. But anyways, moving on. Um, if you thought favorite artists was hard, favorite albums would be should probably will probably be a little bit harder. Okay. I think I can some favorite albums. Top five favorite albums of all time for a Kiel show. Okay. Yeah, that's hard of all time. I <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. I would say Kirk Franklin, Kirk Franklin's um Man. album with Brighter Day on it. It's gonna be a brighter day. That album is forever um up there as a top favorite album of all time. I would well, I learned to stop expecting typical things from you. Kirk <laughs> <laughs> Franklin. No, it doesn't. That's why I say that I I should really learn to stop expecting typical things. Oh, okay, okay. I see. I see. Um, Kirk Franklin for sure. I would also say another album that I'm loving or of all time, an album that you can listen to. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a conclusive all-time list, just from your personal experience. Okay. Yeah, nobody's gonna shoot you if you don't mention okay. Jimi Hendrix or something. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, I would say also Stephen Marley. 
Um, he has an album out and I forget what it's called. Let me just make sure really quick since I have my phone out. Stephen Marley. And I listen to this album all the time. Mind Control. The album is Mind hmm. Control. And it, Sounds has, good. Mm-hmm, and it has an acoustic version. That album, listen to that all the time from top to bottom, okay. backwards and forwards. Um, and I'll, I'll just, is it okay if I make it three albums? Because it's hard for me. Uh, it was supposed to be. F- oh, you mean keep it to three? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Okay, <laughs> so um, <laughs> Stephen Miley, the um, Brighter Day, the album with Brighter Day on it, and then also, I would say that another great album that I appreciate would probably be Wiz Khalifa's Cushion Orange Juice. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I really need to sit down with you one day and listen to music because I feel like I would hear all kinds of yeah, all kinds of new things. You definitely would. You definitely would. So I would I would put those as albums that I could always play forever, up up and down. Hmm. I've never heard Stephen Marley's music. Like I I'm really into Bob Marley. Like I had a whole Bob Marley phase a couple years ago. Me too. I'm really into Bob Marley as well. But I found his son, and I was like, oh, not saying yeah. better than Bob Marley, but I really loved that album so much, and you would love it too. You really. Would. I like Damien Damien Marley, but I've never. Me too. Well, we'll see. This already sounds like it already looks like I'll like it. And the album art looks like it looks like a Bob Marley album cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That would be a good one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um all right. If you could change anything about the industry, what would it be? That everything revolves around how much clout you have to your name. How much, how many followers you have, if somebody wants to work with you or not. They they look past the fact that you actually have skill or talent sometimes because they want to know if you're big enough to be on the record, if you're big enough to get a chance to showcase your talent, if you, you know, that type of thing. I would definitely like to change that. And I, I wish more that people will be recognized for the talent that they do have and what they can contribute rather than people looking over them because they don't think that they have anything to contribute because other people or because they don't feel that they're valued by the number of followers that they have or by the number of people who like their post or whatever. You know, people will overlook you if you only have 15 likes to a post when maybe you just don't have that many active followers, you know, when maybe you're just not good at navigating social media and its algorithms. So they'll overlook all of your skill because they'll just be like, oh, and they one thing is another thing that's for sure is they'll think also that you're not serious because people haven't caught on to you yet. And why does it have to be that I need tens of thousands of followers to be deemed serious about my craft that I've been studying, practicing since I was eight years old? Why does it have to be that, you know, that way? But yeah, I would definitely change the aspect of clout being the thing that opens doors for you in the industry. 
Okay, that sounds good. Makes sense. That's something I've always had an issue with as well. And I think it's only getting worse and worse with streaming culture being like the new way of getting music out yeah. because now everybody's everybody's thinking, okay, if I do a song with this person, like yeah. blah blah blah. Like that's what it's about now. And it's like making good music has taken a backseat to getting numbers up. Yeah, definitely has. Definitely has. Yeah, my uh my next question was gonna be about um what kind of music we can expect in six what what we can expect in about six months, mm-hmm. any releases planned or gigs. So you've you've already answered most of that. So I guess So I I will yeah, go on. Oh, I was about to say, um, by February, I plan to drop the EP. And then later in the year, I'm not sure how later, um, an album, a full album. So that's in the works as well. I've never stopped writing. I have so many songs that I've wrote and I'm trying to just complete beats for it and get people to add touches to for recordings and things like that. So, um yeah, it's it's an ongoing cycle, but yeah, we have the EP and then we have the album next year as well, and we just living in our purpose out here in these streets. <laughs> okay, okay, what a way to what a way to end it off. Did you practice that? <laughs> I did, but I liked it too. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You should you should you should take a clip of that and put it at the end of your EP. Right. I like you should that. take it. I, I'll cut that out. I'll send it to you. <laughs> you just, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kirsten, Kirsten is trying to join us in okay. here, um, but seems to be having some technical issues. So uh, yeah, we'll just end this section here and see if we can't get her inside. Okay. But yeah, thanks for all your musical insight, Kiosha. We're definitely Ooh. looking forward to that uh, EP. Thank um, you. I'm gonna hold you to February. Okay, please do. No, no, uh, no pressure. I'm gonna hold you to February. Please do. <laughs> You're gonna have to pick one weekend in February. Okay. Or else, <laughs> or else we riot. <laughs> Picket signs, yeah. pitchforks, everything. We want music. <laughs> we will be outside your apartment. I'll, I'll get Kyosha fan club, and we'll be outside your apartment with. With pitchforks, torches. Everything. Yes. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're in this section here and pick up with Kirsten when we get back. Okay. Sounds good. All right.